Welcome, everybody, to the Pete Bean Pete podcast. And, well, you probably guessed it. That's right. I am Pete. In this podcast, we'll be talking about what it's like to be a Pete and what it's like for me to deal with things like aggression, depression, anxiety, and what it takes for me to just basically survive a day. And it's not always easy, but I managed to do it. So sit back, relax, and listen to one human talking to a bunch of other humans about, well, what it's like to be human. So I'd like to welcome everybody to this episode of the Pete Bean Pete podcast. Now on this episode, I'd like to discuss something with everybody out there. Something I know we have all battled with, dealt with, or had to find our way through at one point or another. And that is social situations. But social situations meaning parties, events, dinners, those kind of social occasions where when we were invited to, we might have said yes when we really wanted to say no. And we said yes because we felt like if we didn't, then people would look at us a certain way. Like we didn't want to be their friends or something like that. I know that's been at least my thought a lot of times when I'm asked to go to things that I really don't want to go to. Because quite honestly, I don't do well with certain social situations, especially like parties or events that are smaller. Um, I feel very uncomfortable a lot of the time, and I've had panic attacks happen in the middle of those kind of things, anxiety, uh, sweaty palms, uh, feeling dizzy, just not feeling comfortable in certain situations. And a lot of times I feel sad about that because of the fact that I'm with friends. I'm someplace surrounded by people that are my friends. And yet still, I don't feel comfortable enough to spend a night together with people at something like a party or a dinner. And what does that look like from my side? Well, I will tell you generally It can go one of two ways for me. Now, there is this persona that I can put on that is Party Pete is what I call him. And he's very loud, very outgoing, very over the top. And is it it me? Well, I guess somewhere inside that person is there. But a lot of times it's too over the top. And Quite honestly, a lot of times it requires me drinking alcohol to get Party Pete to come out. And Party Pete has two levels. There is the I've had two Coke and Fireballs and I'm okay. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling relaxed. And it's not me that's feeling relaxed. It's the alcohol that's making me feel relaxed. And that only lasts for a little while. And then obviously it all kind of starts collapsing in on itself, right? As the alcohol starts wearing off. And then there's the holy crap Pete out of control person that comes out when I drink way too much alcohol. Now that doesn't happen very often anymore um, because I'm very conscious of that now. I don't want... That Pete, and quite honestly, I don't enjoy drinking. I used to, and there have been events where I don't mind drinking a little bit, but 
generally, I don't like drinking more than two or three times a year. And when I am drinking, I generally feel pretty bad the next day and not bad as in hungover or something because that doesn't happen. But I mean bad mentally. I start beating myself up about why I had to drink to survive a party or something like that. So here we go. This is this is this is some of the topics I wanted to talk about when it comes to parties or events. And the first thing I want to talk about is when do you decide is the perfect time for you to leave a party or event? Now, I know for myself I don't like being the first person to leave even if I'm battling through a panic attack or anxiety or just not feeling comfortable, I will do whatever I can to ensure that I'm not the first person to leave because I feel by being the first person to leave, I basically have all this attention put on myself. And then when that does happen, everyone starts asking you why you're leaving. Oh, don't leave. Why are you leaving so early? We're still going to do X, Y, and Z. And the night's just beginning and oh, it's going to get so much funner. I understand all that stuff. I'm leaving at that point because I know if I don't, it's just going to get even worse for me. You know, and that's that's one of those things that's hard for me to deal with personally is, you know, I've got a small group of friends around me and yes, Generally, all my friends that I would go to a party with or be at an event with know about my battles with depression and panic attacks and everything else. And a lot of times they're very understanding. Now, there are some people that aren't understanding and kind of get aggravated that I can't manage to survive a party or a dinner or an event like that. And it's hard. You know, it's not like I don't want to be at some place. And I think a lot of times that's the problem. A lot of people don't understand that it's not like I personally don't want to be somewhere. It's that I can't be there. And that by being there, it's only going to make it worse on myself and everyone else. Because I'm going to get that face, that unhappy face, that face of just, I don't want to be here anymore. And then for me, that just makes it even worse for everybody else because I don't want to be the person that's ruining a party or a dinner or any event. You know, I don't want to be the person that brings down the, you know, the what's that word I'm looking for? That energy. You know, I don't want to be the party killer. I don't want to be the party pooper. I don't want to be the, you know, anti-party Pete. But if I don't leave at a certain time, a lot of times that Pete's coming out. And I don't want that Pete to come out because I don't want to be the person that basically brings the party down. And that's why a lot of times I know for myself, it's better to not go to things. It's better to not go to parties or events or dinners. Now, that doesn't mean I don't go to anything and I can't survive things or I can't enjoy things. 
There have been things in the last couple of years I've actually enjoyed that I didn't think I would. And it's a roller coaster, just like dealing with anything, right? It's just like dealing with your depressions, your panic attacks, everything. It's a roller coaster. You have good days and bad days, you know? And my problem is, is a lot of times I start overthinking the event that I'm getting ready to go to. You know, I start thinking, oh, what happens when I go there and I get in the room and, oh, I just start having panic attacks or I have anxiety or I just don't feel comfortable right away or people start asking me questions and I'm not giving the right answers like, you know, hey, do you want to try this, you know, spinach avocado dip? And I'm like, no, I don't like spinach avocado. Oh, well, I don't have any other dips for you. I'm sorry. And then all of a sudden I'm feeling like it's my fault that I'm not eating what everybody else is eating. You know what I mean? And that just starts snowballing in on itself. You know, it's that snowball effect when you're in that situation that just makes it, it makes it hard, right? I mean, I know we all deal with that and I know that's exactly how it happens. It's that snowball, it's that cascade, it's that, domino effect of once that first domino falls the whole night is just going to be dunk 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 one after the next and i have tried so many times to recenter myself after that you know re try to find a way of okay this one event didn't go well but i'm not going to have the entire night turn to shit because one thing went wrong I can't do that. I can't manage that. It doesn't happen that way for me. Once something turns, it is next to impossible for the entire night just to basically collapse in on itself. Ah, <sighs> yeah. And honestly, just talking about it now makes it, it makes me sad. Because, you know, I have friends that I would love to be able to go and do things with and be able to have parties with and be able to, you know, have events with. And it's hard not to be able to do those things sometimes because I actually cherish the friends I do have around me. And I'm very happy that I do have the friends that I have. And I want to nurture those friendships. You know, I want to make sure that those friendships stay friendships and don't, you know, kind of start disintegrating because Pete's the person that's not going to the parties or the events or going out to the club or going to the bar or hanging out with everybody, you know, just because I can't. And I think that's how most of us end up not having a lot of friends. I think that's how most of us end up being homebodies, spending our weekends on the couch in front of the TV or computer or tablet or something because we feel safe in those environments. We feel that we can control everything around us. And in the end, let's face it, that's what it comes down to. It's being able to control our environment. And when you're in a social situation like a party, you can't control your environment anymore. There is a million other things going on around you that is kind of controlling the environment you're in. So most of us just say no to those kind of things, right? And then how do you act at those things? So how do you 
being the listener, the person out there with the earbuds in or listening while you're driving down the road? How do you act in those social situations? Are you able to kind of level yourself out and be that party person and enjoy the night? Do you spend time thinking about what's happening around you? And if you are killing the party or if you are doing something that's making other people unhappy, you know, I'm, I'm interested in that. I'm interested to know what other people's experiences are. You know, I don't want to be the person that ends up spending my whole life sitting in a room on a weekend because I can't go out and do something from time to time. Now, that doesn't mean I want to be the social butterfly and going to a million events because let's face it, I'm 50. I don't want to do that stuff anymore. I did so much of that stuff when I was young in my teenage years and early 20s. You know, I lived my life and had my party days. I, I don't want that anymore. But what I'm talking about is, you know, just being able to get out of the house and do stuff and feel good about being around friends and going to a dinner or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Does that make any sense to anyone or am I just, am I screaming at clouds? <laughs> yeah. Some of you know what that means. So then comes the other thing and that's alcohol and that's how do you deal with alcohol? Are you a person that has a couple drinks? How does alcohol affect your depression? Alcohol is a horrible thing if you have depression. And if you're taking antidepressants, you shouldn't be drinking alcohol, period. I have tried to self-medicate in the past through my depressions. There were times where I was drinking a bottle of Jack Daniels in a weekend, you know, a Friday night, Saturday night into Sunday, and the bottle was dead and I was just... I wasn't me all weekend. I was, you know, self-medicating. Alcohol was getting me through. It wasn't, but that's how it felt for me, you know, and it was making things worse. There's no question about that. It was drinking alcohol was making it worse. So when you go out to parties or things, are you drinking? And then the other thing is, is how do you deal with people that are drinking? Are you able to be around a bunch of people that are drunk. You know, I have a problem dealing with people that are drunk these days. It's too much for me to handle. You know, that when I was younger, I could deal with people that were being irrational and drunk because we know once people are drunk, they're just, it's hard to deal with most people that are drunk. You know, they don't, they're not thinking straight. They're not thinking normal anymore. And they're just making the worst decisions at that point, right? I mean, I don't think anyone who's drunk has ever made a good decision in their life. Uh, and I think if you're a person that deals with anxiety and depression and panic attacks, the worst thing for you is trying to help someone or deal with someone else that's just drunk beyond belief. It's very hard to deal with someone who isn't in control of themselves because a lot of times we're just hanging on by a thread to begin with, right? I mean, we are barely able to control ourselves and barely able to get through our own lives. Never mind end up having to spend two or three hours dealing with someone who's just out there in left field 
and completely drunk and, you know, out of it. And, you know, everybody has their own levels of tolerance for that. And some people are good at it. I used to be, I used to be great at dealing with alcoholics and dealing with drunks and people that, you know, were drunk. I just can't anymore. You know, my patience for that stuff is just gone, you know, and that's kind of, yeah, I guess it just kind of happened over time. But I think it really came from the more I battled my depression and anxiety and panic attacks, the harder it got for me to deal with people that couldn't control themselves. And I guess that's because I just, you know, I'm barely controlling myself. Now, here's something else I want to discuss And it's also a social situation, but do you get out to concerts, festivals, those kind of things? Now, I will tell you, I hadn't gone to festivals in a very long time and still until I started working uh, as a tour manager for uh, a friend's band. And, you know, they were over here this summer in Europe and we did uh, a bunch of festivals and some club dates. And it was fine. I was able to deal with that to a certain point. But I found myself very often not being myself. I found myself very often being this different version of myself. And I guess I'm probably the same way at work. You know, I'm able to disguise my depression and panic attacks a lot of the time and anxiety. So that people at work generally don't know what I'm going through. And I, I think I'm able to do that. I was able to do that out there on the road this summer when I was being a tour manager, you know, and I had some very positive experiences out there in very large crowds. You know, I was able to get up on stage and sing a couple songs in front of 6,000, 7,000 people and had a blast doing it. It was fun. I felt an amazing, just high, natural high inside. There is nothing for me personally that feels as good as just being on a stage and just making people happy with what I'm doing, whether that's just singing or whether that's playing guitar and singing, you know, that's an amazing personal high for myself. So the thing is this, I don't go to concerts and festivals generally unless I've got a uh, all access pass because I can't sit there in big crowds or crowds of people. It gets very uncomfortable for me. I went to a festival here in Germany just for one day. I had my little VIP access and everything. And it was a bigger festival, like 35, 40,000 people. And I found myself at one point uh, in the night, seeing one of the headlining bands and being in this crowd of like 30,000 people. And I had to get out. I, it was too much for me. I couldn't do it. I wanted to watch the show from out in the crowd. I wanted to watch the band from out in the crowd. I wanted to experience that communal experience, right? That there's nothing like watching a band on stage with, you know, 30,000 other people that are just completely obsessed with the band that you're watching. You know what I mean? It's, it, it feels good. It's a fun experience. It's, it's an, it's a, 
what's that word I'm looking for? It's a joined experience. It's a jointed, it's a, it's a, it's a communal experience. It's a shared experience. There we go. Good God, Pete. It's a shared experience. And it got too much to me for me. And I walked, I, well, I didn't walk. It took me. So I made, I found myself in the middle, uh, basically center stage, uh, about, I don't know, uh, a thousand people back from the front and then just in a sea of humanity. And I was like, Oh, and I was able to watch two songs. And then all of a sudden that panic started hitting you know, I started getting really nervous for no reason at all. I mean, everyone around me was dancing, jumping up and down, screaming, singing along with all the lyrics to the songs. And there was nothing, you know, there was nothing dangerous that was happening. You know, the, the, the pit or the mosh pit was nowhere near where I was, but I just found myself having to get out of the crowd all of a sudden. And I basically had to push through, I don't know, maybe 150, 200 meters of people that were just, you know, they didn't give a shit. They didn't want to move. So you basically end up having to move people to get, to get out of the crowd. And the closer I got to the edge of getting out of the crowd, the more I felt like everything around me was just closing in on me. So I can't do it. I mean, I know I can't do it. And that's hard for me because I'd love to be able to go and see certain bands, you know, play shows, but I can't do it anymore unless I've got a freaking all access pass where I can, you know, sit on the side of the stage or sit behind a barricade and feel comfortable because if I'm not in that situation, then I just don't feel good about being there, you know? And I am at the point where, you know, I could if I wanted to go out and act as tour manager again this summer, but I don't think I have it in me anymore to do that because of other things that have happened, but I still will probably get out there and hang out with my friends on the road a couple dates, you know, because I enjoy being around them and, you know, we had fun together, you know, it's just being in groups of people where you have no escape. That was just too much for me. It really was. So look, why don't you do this? Tell me how you deal with things like that. You know, how do you deal with shopping? You know, that's another thing too. How do you deal with shopping? I hear and have read about people that have such hard times going shopping. And the funny thing is I have stores where I feel comfortable shopping in. There is a grocery store that I go to, you know, that's it. That's my store. If I need something, I'm going to this store. Though there are other stores that are closer to me. If I need to go shopping, I will go to this store because I know where everything's at. I feel comfortable with that. I feel comfortable when I can go into a store and know, hey, that's where the peppers are. If I need seasoning salt, the seasoning salt is on that aisle. If when I need drinks, they're there. If I need this, it's there. I feel comfortable then and definitely we'll talk about that on another episode, but tell me this. I know you're out there listening because I see the numbers and the numbers are going up and up and up every week. And I thank everybody that listens to this podcast. I really do. And I hope that this is able to help some people. I hope that listening to me talk about my issues makes it easier 
for you because you understand you're not alone. And that's all I want. I want everyone out there listening to this podcast to know if they have an issue, they're not alone. I am looking for people to come on the podcast and talk about their issues. I know it's not easy. I know that me being able to talk about my issues is not always normal. And I've had guests on up to this point that have the ability to talk about their issues. And if you are like us, and if you are one of those people that can talk about your issues and you want to come on the podcast, by all means, please uh, send me an email at petebeanpetepodcast at gmail.com. That's petebeanpetepodcast at gmail.com. That's all written together. Or if you're on Instagram, follow us on Instagram if you're not already. Uh, follow me on Instagram, not us. There's no, I'm the only person in this room, so it's just me. Um, follow me on Instagram and send me a message on Instagram. Uh, and look, we can record any possible way you would like. I have Skype. We can do zoom. We can do, you name it. WhatsApp audio messages. You know, I I've done interviews over Facebook messengers using the audio thing. If you want to come on the podcast, I will find a way to get you on the podcast and, you know, share your experience with people. You know, let's talk about our problems because I'm one of those people that believes the more you talk about your problems, the more you understand what's happening to you. And sometimes understanding what's happening to you, I'm not going to say it makes everything go away because it never will, but it makes it a little bit easier to know you're not alone, you know? So please... If you want to come on the show, Pete Bean Pete Podcast at gmail.com or send me a message on Instagram at Pete Bean Pete on uh, Pete Bean Pete Podcast on Instagram. And other than that, uh, I just like to thank everybody for listening to the show. And I would like to say if you're going through things, you're not alone. And please, Remember that one thing. If there's one thing you remember or you take away from this podcast, it's to know it's okay to not be okay and you're never alone. And you can always send me a message or write me an email and I will respond to each and every one of them because every single one of you that takes time out of your day to listen to this podcast is worth that to me. So anyway, have a good day. Have a good night. Have a good evening. Have a good whatever and whenever you're listening to this podcast. And remember, it's okay to not be okay.